The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello, Tuesday Club, back again. Feels like uh, we've just come off because we did a, wide, uh, a live, a wave, a live watch along on Saturday. But it's, we're back, we're back. Series three. It's me, Sean Holly, with Shane Williams and Kyle Reese. Hey, boys. Uh, feels like we've never been away. No, it's great today. It's, uh, oh, yeah, it was only the day before yesterday we were doing the game, isn't it? So good to see you again, guys. Yeah, I hope you didn't have a sore head on uh, Sunday morning, Sean. <laughs> well, it's funny. I had. Um, Thanks to Breck and Brewing, I had, I think it was five cans. And uh, I, as you know, I did dry January and I haven't really had anything in February, if I'm honest. So it did, it got, I got a little bit tipsy. I, I really did. Yeah. Catella, I made a Catella, um, yeah. uh, you know, just to watch. I was excited as well. Swig away. It's the atmosphere, isn't it? you know what I mean? You feel, you feel more drunk than you are because, you know, of the atmosphere. And then when we started winning, in the last 30 seconds of the game it was like wait, wait. <laughs> I think I yeah. think it was worth Never doing boys you know it was, it's better than sitting there and watching it on our own and texting and I, I I really enjoyed it I think it was a good idea and, I, yeah. and the response we got was phenomenal really wasn't it yeah, yeah well yeah true right I think you know it, it was off the cuff really wasn't it from last week's show we said Look, let's do something I guess um, and like you say I, I felt like I watched a game of r- rugby that Wales were playing with the lads it was great fun <laughs> And the lasses. And got involved. And the lasses, of course, yeah. Um, so it was nice. Otherwise, I'd, I'd have just been sat there on my own, Billy No Mates, uh, with my wife shouting at me from the kitchen. Not that well, that's where they should be all the time. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying she would have been shouting at me. Talking of waves, um, I don't know if I told her this at the start, but we, we went on at 4.30, didn't we? At 25 past four. I, I took it up. So I'm in my study now. I went into the, the bedroom thinking it would be quieter. I uh, got the TV there, lovely. Um, 25 past four, all I could do was... <laughs> Bloody hell. That might be the dog scratching or something, you know? So I quickly put my headphones down or whatever, and, and I nipped out and I looked down. My wife was sandpapering all the doors. <laughs> I said, sure. The game, A, the game is on. It's sacrosanct, isn't it, when Six Nations is on, on the telly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, go go out somewhere. Stop. I know you can't go out, but do something else. But the fact that we're going live as well, uh, February, she stopped yeah. then. That's the main thing. Did she put the shelves up? No, she painted them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do painting. Oh, God. It was good. Yeah, we got the win. It was nice. And I tell you what, off the back of that game, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk. I just want to put this out there, right? We had him on the show last year, way before all these other podcast people were talking about him, and we championed him right from the start. And look what has happened. You predicted it, Shane. Sean, you predicted it. A star in the making. Yeah. What a game he had again. Yeah, um, look, he's, he's a hell of a player, isn't he? I'm, I'm saying the same thing I said 12 months ago, whatever it was. He's yeah. a great player. He's playing well for his club. He deserves the chance. And um, what, was, what was great, I think, is that when we spoke to him, he's so level-headed, down to earth. And he said, look, when I get my ch- my time, I'll take my chance. And um, I think that's amazing. See, I just think he's so cool. He's, he's 20 years of age. He looks like when he puts that jersey on, he's been playing for Wales for the last three or four seasons. He doesn't, you know, it doesn't phase him one bit. And that's that makes a hell of a difference in a rugby player. You know, if you can 
take all emotion in and not let anything phase you in an international jersey. World is your oyster, as they say, or lobster, as some people say. So um, <laughs> I think, um, I think, I think you know he's 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 going to get better and better, isn't he? he? Took his tries really well. He was involved in the Liam Williams try. Awful pass, by the way. I got to tell him next time I see him, but he took it well. And and I thought, I thought he was um, instrumental as well in the, in the disallowed try for Scotland because he was very clever how he how he dealt with that. You know, um, he made a fuss and the referee saw it. And it was crossing and it was obstruction. So, yeah. you know, little things like that as well. That like, You know, it just goes to show he's a, he's a young man, but he's got uh, an old pair of shoulders on him, in fairness. You know, he's, he's doing well. I think uh, from a coach's point of view, you you sort of know, if you've been around the block enough and you've seen enough, you, you know, you can see an international player, you know? Yeah. There are, there are, there are guys who get caps, right, Kyle? But then there's international rugby players, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think there was a saying that somebody said, just because you play for Wales doesn't mean that you are a real international quality player. The longevity will show. In other words, you know, we got yeah. greatness in our presence here, Kyle. But uh, he looks like that sort, like George. When George came on, you thought, mm, yeah, yeah, be around this guy because because he's got physical attributes. I watched a little interview. In the build-up, and he was saying that he's been working on his speed. <laughs> he's never worked on his speed, but now he's doing yeah. some speed training at well, Gloss. He's only twenty, yeah. Sean, isn't he? He's only yes, twenty, true. you know. And um, he, he probably he probably thinks, well, I, you know, in the past he's probably thinking, well, I am quick. Why do I need to work on my speed? Mm-hmm. But now, what people are telling him, look, Lewis, if you work on your speed, you're going to be even quicker. Yeah. Or if you work on your weights, you're going to be even stronger, etc. You know, and you play metrics, etc., etc. He's going to get better. He's 20 years of age, so he's going to get yeah. faster. He's it's... going to get bigger and stronger, and he's going to become more of an intelligent rugby player the more rugby he plays. So mm. that's not a bad sign, is it, for a young lad? Look what happened to George Knopf. So um, great. It's good to see. I really enjoyed watching him playing. I am really, really excited. I already can't wait, even though we've just had one game two days ago. Lewis Summit v. Johnny May. 14 facing 11 and they are and he's Johnny May is quick we've seen him opening up in space he's some yeah. if he lets go he's tough to catch as well well that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a good battle yeah. that I'm excited to watch in two weeks time yeah yeah, good. Like, yeah Johnny May's a good player I think straight line um, you know they, they'd be, even Lewis will do well to catch him I think but I think Lewis is, is an out and out more of a, of a footballer um, his, his positioning is far better I think I think he gets in better positions and sometimes Johnny May gets the ball and I'm like his arms and legs are everywhere I'm thinking I, I, I don't think he even knows where he's going at the moment but you know, he is a, he is an out and out try scorer in fairness so, also Lu- Lewis Rees-Samit hasn't got any experience in the high jump either so you know that's one attribute that he's got more than Johnny Ooh, May hey. we'll see <laughs> it's a good contest do you see Twitter today uh, some guy put on there I did a um, I think it was 2017, I was doing these sort of master classes for Scrum 5 with BBC. So before games, I was going with a group of academy players, doing something that was filmed, you know, getting them to do a particular phase play or something, Shane, you know, and then highlighting this is what we expect to see from the Blues today. It was just before Judgment Day in 2017. And um, this, this guy posted this. He sent it to me. Uh, I had my photo with Ewan Lloyd and... Yeah, yeah. Lewis Rees-Ahmed. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't know the boys at the time. So Lewis, I think boys would have been 16, 17 at the time. Look, but yeah. uh, just because the show quickly come around, isn't it? But hey, yeah. we had a briefing before this episode, and we all three of us said, let's not talk too much rugby tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all we yeah. talked about. Let's Sorry, talk about man. Sam Hewen because in the watch along, you know, he's so busy. Uh, you know, he's filming uh, Men in Kilts. He's just done this SAS thing that's coming on Sky next week or so, I think. Um, and obviously, I think Outlander's, uh, is, uh, well, they're, they're promoting that they're filming season six, Kyle. Is it season six? Series six, yeah. Series six. So, you know, he's going to be heavily involved in that. For him to come on, I know he'll be watching the game. For him to come on like that for us in good spirit, Scottish, yeah, the whiskey, it was brilliant, wasn't it? He, he, he was great as well, and, and he, he couldn't have been more Scottish if he tried, could he? Um, <laughs> yeah, in fairness, we, we needed that as well. We needed someone from the, the opposition to jump in there. And uh, the, the only unfortunate thing is he's a good-looking bastard, and he made us three of us look very ugly, I've got to be honest. I felt yeah. very inadequate. But, right. but, um, it's all right for no, you, Shane. Was, you, you're great, on here every week with me, great. mate. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> and, and, and it was funny when at half time they were leading and looking strong and he's coming on giving it the big one with the whiskey and the shirts do you see yeah. what he posted after yeah 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 he t- when he tagged the Tuesday club in knocking the rugby ball off he was texting me all the way through that second half and he sent some some uh, voice notes as well but I couldn't replay them or repeat what he said because there were some choice words in there so uh, leaving no, out the swear words it wasn't much was it he's a good he's a good sport yeah. boys he's, he's genuinely him and Katrina are they basically that show does not work without them too, and they are the glue that holds it all together. There is the crew, and you know millions and thousands of behind the scenes people, but the show is Katrina and Sam, and always has been, and always will be until it finishes. But even though they are number one and two on the cast list on the call sheet every day, they've never lost that kindness, the generosity, the humour. The whole set is built on humour, and everyone gets on. And I remember the first time going up there. They just welcomed me in, and within about two weeks of filming up there, me and Sam and bonded over rugby, and Katrina likes her rugby as well as we know. So, but yeah, he's great, and to fit us in, mate, because he is doing so much press at the moment for Outlander Series Six, for Men in Kilts, for SAS, for um, there's another program on Sky that he's done where he just played Paul Newman. It's about uh, Roald yeah. Dahl, I think. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But he's literally. Plus, that... he's got all sorts of things. He's got his fitness uh, online. My fit, peak challenge. Sassanak, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. My peak challenge. Yeah, all of that. So, and you know, like, like what do you say? It's like it's like top end rugby blokes in this year, or, or anybody who reaches the top in their profession. The yeah. best ones are the ones who are just normal people. When we had Matthew Reese on, what a great normal guy! Like you know, he's, he's just a just a normal guy. You know, and it's the same if you meet some of the top rugby players in the world, Shane. Yeah, I think I think the word is no no bullshit, is it? You know, they um they just get on with it. At the end of the day, they know that they're normal people. They want to be normal people. It's just they're very talented and very skilled at something, and they know it. But there's nothing wrong with that, you know. So um yeah, usually the best ones, the best crack, you know, the boys in the rugby and the tours and the lions are the ones that yes, they were good rugby players, but they didn't talk about that. They just wanted to have fun like anybody else and. Uh, uh, and and you kind of got that from Sam, didn't you? He seemed good crack, yeah. seemed good fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he took it all in, in good spirit as well because, like you say, I, I told him at half-time, mind, you know, Wales are uh, due a comeback against Scotland these days and uh, and we did it. And he went to Twitter and had a bit of fun with it. So, fair play to him. Good man. 
Shane, at what point in your career did you make the transition to no bullshit to golden balls? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was uh, yeah. No, it took me a while. It took me a while. <laughs> thing is, I was, early stages, I was just happy to be that kind of person. Then I realised I was pretty good and I, you know, bit of no bullshit. And then 2008, 2009, I was golden ball, so I could do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could. Yes, you could. There was two when I um, when I got the job for the Ospreys, which I I didn't apply for, by the way. Um, uh, regional rugby started, and uh, I was I might have told you this before. If I was on a stag weekend in Benidorm or Magaluf, I've never and I left my phone. Well, I left my phone in the hotel because we had this thing, right? Leave phones. Nobody wants to lose a phone or we don't want any photos and stuff like that, you know? So I got back, this was 2002, I got back to the hotel room and um, even though I was inebriated, I, I, I had the sense to check my phone in case anything had happened at home, you know? I had some like 26 missed calls from Steve Hansen and a couple of voice messages. First one was, Mike, give us a ring, you know, one of those. Then it was, Mike, give us a ring. And then it was, Sean, Telling you, give us a fucking ring, mate. You know, one of those. And then it was, it was like uh, the last one. It's easier to get hold of Osama bin Laden than it is you, Sean. Oh, you gave me a ring. So anyway, I rang him and uh, he said, "Get home." He said, "Get home and go down and see my caddy and Lynn Jones." Anyway, cut long story short. One of my questions in that meeting was, right, who, who's going to be in that squad? And the two people that really excited me and I don't want to blow smoke but one was Shane obviously he was carving it up for Neath and the other was Gav Gavin Henson because obviously he was he was the type of guy that those two guys could make a spark and, and I knew Lynn would eventually get us a pack that was gnarly enough and streetwise enough to, to give the boys a ball so so yeah he was he was going bollocks from the start mate going bollocks from the start in my eyes that's for sure for anyway enough for rugby deserved, yeah. enough for rugby what, yeah. what are you watching, boys? Um, it was interesting ones last week. Uh, Shane said that Gail and he were watching um, uh, How to Get Away with Murder. So Shane and I started watching that last night, but I'll come to mine later. What are you watching, yeah. Kyle? Um, I am revisiting The Godfather. So I watched part right. one on my own yesterday, and Amy caught the end of it. And uh, she said, oh, oh, this is amazing, because I love my gangster um, genre. And she said, all right, let's watch the second one. So I watched the second one. She fell asleep halfway through. But uh, the Godfather <laughs> trilogy, I am going to sit her down and we are going to... I feel like we could take a little bit of time now because, you know, we're, we're, we've moved away from rugby. We haven't got a guest on. So um, have you got 15 minutes so I can tell you all about the Godfather trilogy? <laughs> no, uh, it's brilliant. No. <laughs> it's, some, it's some of the best movie making you'll ever see. Everybody knows it's part one, part two, part three. Part one was was made in 1972. Part two was made in 1974, and then it took them all the way up until 1990 to make part three. Oh gosh! When it was in the later years, but those two films really made Al Pacino. They made his career, and right at the end of part one is my all-time favorite scene in anything you'll ever see. Yes, well, Michelle, is it Michelle Keaton? Yeah, Michelle Keaton. Yeah. She uh, is asking, he's just got rid Diane of... Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, sorry. Who's Michelle Keaton? Oh, I'm thinking of Michelle Keegan. No, you're thinking Michelle of Michelle Keaton, Batman. Oh, well, yeah, well, mix the two. Anyway, 
Diane Keaton, thanks, Sean. Uh, she's come <laughs> in now. He's just killed uh, Connie, his sister's husband, for setting up Santino Corleone. And then she's like asking him, uh, is it true? Is it true? And he's like, don't ask me about my business. And she says, he goes, one time, I'll let, I'll let you ask me about my affairs. One time. And she, there's a big pause, and she goes, is it true? And in one single word, he gives the best performance any actor's ever given. He just goes, and it's just, oh, you just go, oh my God, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant ending. But anyway, that's what I've been watching this week is the Godfather trilogy. Over to you, Shane. Sorry that took so long. Wales. <laughs> yeah. Taking the steam out of mine now, aren't you? Really, to be honest. Yeah, I, I finished watching um, How to Get Away with Murder. A bit, bit gutted. I finished, Sean, to be honest. I was really getting into that. I was it's enjoying it. seasons, mate. I know. It keeps you going. It's, it's a bit... It's very well. I didn't. I, to be fair, Gail watched most of them. I watched uh, Gail watched all of them. I watched most of them, but it was very up and down, and just got you guessing and confused the hell out of me. But I still kept watching it. Um, but yeah, I've gone back to Netflix again, and I watched last night. I watched The Vanishing at the Cecil or Cecil Hotel. Oh, that looks good. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I, I like my morbid kind of real life. <laughs> History, kind of, you know, where I'm like, I'm like murders, zombies, whatever it is like that, <laughs> and it's just, just the story of the the vanishing of Elisa Lam, who's a um, a young girl, young student. She got bipolar, and there's all video footage of her in in the hotel, and she's a little bit strange, a little bit weird, and she goes missing, and they eventually find her in the water tanks on the the um, on Spoiler the, alert. Of the hotel. Yeah, well, it happens. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Oh, sorry about it. You'd have to watch it now. But so th- that was quite in- that was quite interesting. There was three parts, and I watched the three parts yesterday. That's how much time. Can I, I had ask on my you hand, a question so... about it? Is yeah. it is it like paranormal things going on, or is it like real life people killing other people? It's the the whole point of the the program is. You don't know what's happened initially. You find out, well, you th- you think you find out what's happened at the end. People think it's par- uh, paranormal because she's acting so weirdly. Right. She's got bipolar, so she's so she's on medication. So they think it may be that. Also, there was um there was like a, a grunge singer that was staying in the hotel as well that um uh, that that would do funny videos about him killing people and stuff. So they thought it was him. They thought the hotel was covering up. They it, it's like a you know. It's it's like a game of Cluedo on Netflix that you've got to try and work out. It, yeah, it was quite it's it's quite interesting. Um, and you know, like I say, it's the um, was it Richard Ramirez from the Night Stalker? He used to stay in this hotel, so it's like the most I don't know. It's one of the creepiest hotels in in America. So I had to watch it. It was it was worth the watch. Worth the watch. <laughs> I've seen better programs, and uh, the butler does it in the end. <laughs> in the, in, with yeah, with the candlestick in the drawing room. Yeah. Um, you're talking a clue, though. Kyle knows this. Uh, um, Thursday nights in lockdown, we we decided to have uh, like a family games night. So my daughter, Shauna, she's only 13, but for Christmas she had like this um, what we thought was a uh, a murder mystery game. So I was chuffed. Now we we're gonna we decided to play this last week. And I'm thinking, oh, we're gonna dress up now. I'm gonna be the butler with the candlestick and all this. Turned out it was one of these escape room games. Have you, have you seen those? 
Oh, it's great. It's all, it's all, in, all in envelopes and uh, this and the other. And it, each one was a little, it was a clue in a game and you had to get that right as a family, working pairs. And it might have been a bit of maths in it or a bit of general knowledge or a bit of working out or a puzzle to get from room to room to find out eventually who who did it or whatever. You know, it was brilliant. Passed a couple of hours away. Really good for the family. Recommend that. Uh, except this week we played Monopoly. I'm eldest, James. Um, yeah, he stole my tactics, got Mayfair Park Lane, shoved hotels, and that's the end of that. It's titties then, it's the end of the game, isn't it? So, uh, I'm very happy. So, what, what have I been watching? <laughs> I've had a mixed week, but I've had a mixed week, right? Um, how about this for a mixed bag? So, you know me, you know, I'm like, yeah, I like my training, uh, I like to keep an eye on my diet, um, and, and I'm quite fascinated by these biggest loser shows. I don't know if you've ever seen them. So I came, I was yeah. flicking through Amazon Prime and I come across Biggest Loser Australia past episodes. But I've lived in Australia, got family there. I thought, oh, I'm going to have a little look at this. It was the 2016 or 2017. It's just, it's not the training or, or the loss, the weight loss of fat. Like it's the it's the human behavior and the reaction and that. You know, it's, I, I, I binged watched couple of uh, series of them you know really interesting stuff and it's incredible the amount of weight people lose it, it's um, they ha- literally half the person by the end of it you know see, i know they got trainers and they got dietitian but it, you know you know with some of them that they sneak in meals or they sneak in treats you know because they're like uh, they're like ridiculous you know obviously got got massive problems and they lose like 600 grams in a week. And you think, mm, well, I stuck to the diet and I, I trained really hard this week. And you're thinking, mm, maybe not. So I, I, I've, I've enjoyed that. Um, then uh, <laughs> then I started watching how, um, uh, how how to get away with murder. So we're in, we're in series one of that. And I'm, I'm quite enjoying that, right? Yeah, Interesting to that. know where it goes. And then you flip that over. I, I just watched eventually, Kyle, uh, The Irishman. Oh yeah! How good is that? Uh, now again, it's three and a half hours long. Mm. Um, we know it's about Jimmy Hoffa and the story of all of that, and and his death and the mob and this that and the other. And Robert, De- I just love you. Put Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Harvey Keitel, and Al Pacino uh, in the same film. And I, wa- I don't care what they do, and I watch it. It's just superb acting, isn't it? It's uh, that film, right? It, it had a lot of flack when it came out because it was so long. It might be because I'm biased because I love I love those movies. There's something going back to when I was younger, when you know my mom mom used to go to bed and I'd be like, oh, I want to stay up watching telly with dad, and then dad would put on like you know the the programs back then. It was whatever was on like one to five, yeah, ch- ch- channel four on a Friday night or something, and you know, Goodfellas would come Babe on, station. Babe Station, yeah. Oh, do you know, who does that sketch when he says he's going upstairs? <laughs> Have you heard that sketch, Sean? Have you? No. He goes, a Scottish comedian. He goes, um, he says, right, he says, you know, when you were younger, it's that time of night where you're going to bed and you look at dad and you say, right, dad, I'm going to bed. And he looks at you and he goes, okay, son, good night. And you go up the stairs and you always used to have those things that whatever you're watching downstairs, you're watching upstairs, but they've got the buttons. Oh. 
and he says, right, he's watching pins the telly on now. He's waked in, yeah, he's uh, giving it a good five minutes, wait till everyone's asleep. And then a number comes up. Nine. All right, we're off to a good start. Come on, Dad, don't let me down now. Nine. Yes, another one number, Dad. And he puts number nine in. Babe Station. Yes, come on, Yaldi. He's in there. We're both in for a good night. I think it's Kevin Bridges, right? And that is, he's one of the funniest comedians on, on the circuit at the moment, right, on TV and that. He is absolutely brilliant. But, um, no, what but are you no, talking about? Never heard of it. I uh, but no, it wasn't Babe Station. <laughs> that's where I got into gangster films, and that film for me is is one of the best um, gangster films out there. Not because it's not full on Goodfellas, and it's not a political movie. It mixes the both this time, and I feel like he brought all his favorite actors. I thought Joe Pesci. We all know Joe Pesci for being the psychotic, you know, other than when he's in Home Alone, uh, being the psychotic lunatic one who flies off the handle and just kills someone in bed, you know, point blank. But he was brilliant in that film. He was phenomenal. So yeah, the Irishman. I gotta agree with it. It was a brilliant, brilliant film. Full stop. Oh, that's what we. <laughs> what? I said full stop. I was just. I was punctuating the end of my sentence. I think it, I, I think it's interesting what you're watching. You know, because lockdown, it's uh, it's not a normal scenario. Yeah. We were watching things, but we're watching more and more. Everybody is watching more. The amount of people that are looking, you know, right, what, what are you watching? You know, what, what, I'm looking for something on Netflix. And there's a lot of choice, isn't there? And you end up starting something and finishing it. So it's it's a good topic to have. i got to be honest. Uh, aside from that, um, Shane, we got March coming up uh, fast where you've started this um Valindra Cancer Centre Cycling Challenge. I want to talk a little bit about that because I can't wait because I've just been in the gym now and as much as I, I'm loving my weights and I'm, I'm loving my walking, I can't, mate, I can't get on the bike. I don't want it's staring me on the face. The turbo's there. I've got a great gym. I'm looking at it. It's looking at me back. I just can't get on the thing. So, you know, give me some inspiration, mate. Yeah, it is hard, isn't it? I think... Um... I, I do a lot of indoor cycling at the moment because of the weather, really. And um, Zwift is is like the, the computer-generated kind of game thing. You get on there and, and do it. it. It's difficult because um, you're on your own. It's not realistic. It doesn't feel realistic because obviously you're not out and about. You haven't got nothing to look at. You're going to have a chat to uh, next year. So it is very difficult. But so what I've, I've started doing now and, and I'll be doing for the challenge as well is cycling in groups so get a zoom call going put it on the side of the bike and then just as you're cycling and and going through the miles and burning the calories just have a chat to someone next door to you i get on quite often with my brother um if he's not available i, I you know i'll message some of the boys uh to get on and, and just keep me company really it is hard i gotta be honest nothing worse than than um than, than training indoors at times but um you got to keep you. You got just got to keep at it, really. Just get on there and and try and enjoy it, I suppose. But uh, yeah, and another thing I find, Sean, is I do these challenges. I set a challenge, which means I've got to get on the bike. Then yeah. I've got to cycle through the hour or or for two hours or twenty, thirty miles, because if I don't, I fail the challenge, and that kind of strives me and pushes me forward as well. So that's one of the reasons I do all these things for you know. Um, the charity stuff because it just keeps me going to be honest with you and yeah. with Zwift as well you you know it looks like you're on a computer game but there's thousands of people around you as well that are doing the same so I always think oh oh should I just get off now I think well this guy next to me is still on so if he's still on I think I might stay on for a little bit and just challenge myself so um that's the only way I can get through it John it is hard though yeah. I gotta be honest 
I'll be honest, man. I signed up for the challenge because, uh, as many of our listeners probably know, we're doing the Grand Canyon ride, hopefully in September for Valinda Cancer Centre. A lot of kilometres uh, over the course of a week, but for a brilliant cause. We're looking forward to it. Just hope, you know, the restrictions are lifted by then and we can go. It's already been postponed a year. So I will get on it, mate, and I'll try and tap into some of your Zooms. I will be on Zwift. The only thing yeah. about Zwift is everybody passes me and gives me a thumbs up, like, you know, because your name's up there, isn't it, with your flag, Welsh flag. They go, Welsh guys passing. You're going, right, Sean, beam. As they pass you, like, it's demoralising. Um, anyway, what have you been up to, Kyle? You've been busy in the housing market, haven't you? Yes, um, we sold our house and bought a new one, so that's all going swimmingly. We're really excited now to get going. It's the first time we've sold a house, so obviously the first time you buy a house, the next thing that comes is selling it, if you ever do. But yeah, it's all going well. Really excited to get down to the next house. Um, really excited because it's going to be a lot of work. Like the house we moved into now, it's a new build. Everybody knows they are ready. You can just move in little bit of cosmetic work here and there to put your own stamp on it, but not a lot because they're pretty much good to go. But this one now, we bought a house that's um, it's about 60, 70 year old. Um, the previous owner hasn't updated in a while. Uh, it's immaculate, don't get me wrong, but we're really looking forward now to, to getting in there and ripping it out and putting it back, you know, with our style and what we would like in there. Uh, we were really, really lucky as well. <laughs> we actually, we were looking at houses because the market has just gone crazy in a pandemic. Um, I think it's up like 8% or something. It's a good time to buy, a good time to sell. And um, we seen this house and they were selling it privately. So they put it on Facebook. And uh, Amy showed me, oh, Kyle, have a look at this. Look at this house. And I was like, yeah, do you know what? It's really nice. It's everything that we're looking for. It's bigger for us. You know, eventually when we start having a family, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I rang the number straight away. I was like, can we come and view it tomorrow, please? And it was when we had the first bit of snow this year. She was like, yeah, yeah, you're the first person to phone. Come here, can you come here? Arrange time, great. The next day, we were tidying the house up. You had to take some photos to send to our estate agent to put on the market the next day. And we just went, you know what? It's up for this price. That's us at a push. If we can't go into a bidding war, because it's going to be a bidding war, because the house is going to be you know, gone like that, then we won't bother. But they eventually got us down there and then we were like, we fell in love with it. We left, we put our house on Facebook 20 minutes after we left the house just to get some interest ready for the week on the estate agent's website. And then our house was sold within half an hour privately. So it literally, it it went like that. And, um, yeah, we were just shocked. But yeah, that's what we've been up to other than working, starting a new job today. New build, new building we're going to be putting up. Um, Anyway, that's me being boring. I want to ask you two something. A lot of people on the uh, live chat were from different parts of the world. Some parts don't know what rugby is, but are interested because they love us. So um, I want to do a feature now every week for all of our listeners, which is what rugby rule is that? So I'm going to give you a rugby rule. I just want you to talk to talk a little bit. It's, nothing, it's not going to be like the laws, point one, section four, just some simple things like can you explain this part of the game for our listeners and the first one i'm going to choose for the both of you and you could decide which one's going to take it is what is a ruck who knows that anymore (laughs) (laughs) well look in simple law terms a ruck is when one at least one player from each team 
is in contact with each other and the ball is on the floor. That's it, right? Now, when people watch rugby, that happens fast. All sorts of bodies are on the floor because that's a tackle. Uh, but a ruck is when one from either side are engaged in contact and the ball is on the floor. When the ball is in the air and they're in contact, that's a maul. All right? So you ha- yeah. For a maul, you have to have one from each side plus one other. That constitutes a maul. That's as simple as I can make it. Brilliant. There we are. And that was Sean Holly on which rugby rule is that? Hey, I just invented a new feature, Wales. <laughs> Shane's shitting himself now. Shane's your go next week. Yeah. So, mate, next week I'll keep it simple and I'll, your one can be what is he tries? Something you know a lot about, mate. Yeah, I, I'd probably get that one. If it was pass, what is a pass? I wouldn't know. You'd have to say pass. Oh, sure, yeah. Pass. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on that, yeah. I'll, the only I'll time you've this weekend. Good. Cheers, mate. <laughs> ah, good. No, it was great watch, and, and I was amazed. You know, uh, we're running out of time now, but I was amazed going through. Kyle and I had the back studio, and we were seeing them coming in, and I was amazed at how many different countries people were tuning in from. And it wasn't just America, Canada, UK. Uh, it was it was places like Israel, Hungary, South Africa, Thailand. It was it was Costa all Rica. over the place. Costa Rica, yep, you know, yep, it was yep. phenomenal. It was really exciting, and yeah, it was a good idea. Uh, Kyle, you you had a look at the analytics. I think we had some like nearly five thousand people on YouTube, wasn't it? Yeah, all in all, obviously we took a, a quick uh, beer top up trip to the fridge break. That was only about thirty seconds, but between the two lives, which lasted uh, altogether about two hours and a bit, it was just under six thousand viewers that we had that watched the both sections. So. It was massive. Like, don't get me wrong. I know it was because Sam's on, and he's the most handsome Scottish stallion that there is. Um, but you know, we, we, a lot of people stayed. And don't forget, boys, this podcast is fast becoming a very popular podcast. Um, I know. I look at all the analytics quite a bit for our podcast, and our podcast is listened to in over eighty countries. And that's wow. not just once. That's every week. It gets listened to in over 80 countries. And by the time I'm on the sixth page to see what countries there are, because it only shows 10 per page, I just lose patience and go, all right, there we are. It's over 80. Great. So I'm just, I just feel very, very uh, lucky and privileged that I get to do this with you two. And uh, that it's going so well. Because, you know, a year ago when I said, Sean, do you want to do a podcast with me, mate? We were sitting in my living room on your little recording device. It was like, oh, I could see in your eyes. You're like... All right, do I really want to be doing this with him now? <laughs> but no, it was great. It was great. Hey, and and a lot of Americans know where Wales is now as well, which is nice. Exactly. That's true, mate. That's true. That is the, flag. the main thing. That is the main thing. Well, look, I, I'm going to put it out there because we're going to wrap this episode up now. It's been good to, ch- to catch up, boys, and, and not talk rugby all the time as well. It's always a good thing. We're well aware that a lot of our listeners aren't you know, 100% rugby fans, but they are being kind and asking questions about it. But I'll put it out there now. You know, we we could quite easily do another one if, if Shane or I aren't working the, the future games. Give us your responses. You know, um, give us drop us a message on social media, on Twitter at TuesdayClub underscore and on Instagram at TuesdayClubPodcast. Just let us know what do you think. You know, if you missed the last one, do you want us to do another one for the England game? It could be tight. It's a massive game. Kyle will be really overexcited in that one. But um, <laughs> there are three games left, and I'm sure we can we can um, 
we can put another one together. And if you're a business out there and you'd like to sponsor an episode or one of our watch-alongs, then you know, get in touch via those social medias. Big thank you to Buffoon Media, our media partners, and a uh, big thank you to Kyle and Shane for tonight's episode. We'll uh, we'll join you next week where we'll be looking ahead to that Wales v England. It's going to be a big one, and we'll be talking more entertainment too. Boys, have a good week. You too. Yeah, boys. Good night, boys. Wales. Wales. <laughs>